and welcome to In The Loop, a WordPress podcast brought to you by Blackbird Digital. My name is Brian Douglas, and I'm the senior developer at Blackbird. On this show, we'll be discussing every aspect of WordPress, from how it's built and developed for, to the ways that businesses, organizations, and individuals are using the platform. Today, I'm joined by my colleague and co-host, the lead technologist of Blackbird Digital, Corey Hugard, with our first guest, Megan Rose, the technology manager of KHM Travel in Brunswick, Ohio, and one of the lead organizers of the Northeastern Ohio WordPress Meetup Group. The topic for our first episode is why WordPress? Specifically, why we have chosen to specialize in this platform. In answering the question, we chat a bit about our winding career paths and how they led us to WordPress, how our development and deployment processes differ, what you can expect from a WordPress meetup, and the various ways to participate and give back to the open source community. Check the description for this episode for links to the Northeastern Ohio WordPress meetup group. They generally get together the second Tuesday of every month. And lastly, if you have any questions about WordPress that you would like Corey or myself to track down an answer to, please email them to podcast at blackbird.digital and we'll answer them when we return with our next episode in March. So thank you so much for listening. And now let's get in the loop. We're not going to start this off oh, with no. a discussion about Tev versus Paces, are we? Yeah. I will probably get upset. <laughs> what else do you well, do when all... you have a bunch of coders in a room? Well, we're all WordPress developers, so we follow the um, the WordPress uh, coding re- uh, guidelines, recommendations, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Whatever those are, that's yeah. what I've been doing. <laughs> if they're right. <laughs> all right, we're, we're going to pass that by. Yeah. <clears throat> well, where's my beer? Corey brought... There it is. Wait, is it beer? It is beer. It's a Belgian triple that I made in my basement. Yes. So that is, uh, I guess I'll go, we'll go around and introduce ourselves. I'm Brian Douglas, a senior developer coding here at Blackbeard Digital and your host. And for better or worse, the person who thought this whole podcast thing would be a good idea. We'll see. Uh, to my right is. Oh, I'm to your right. Uh, I'm Corey, Corey Hugert. Uh, also a senior developer, I guess. I don't know. My title changes occasionally. I think uh, we're calling me lead technologist now because uh, I also do other things. But we're here to talk about WordPress. So Yeah. And our guest today, our very first guest, uh, you were kind of the no-brainer for me if we were like, oh, let's do a WordPress podcast about doing WordPress here in Northeastern Ohio was to have the organizer, one of the organizers of the Northeastern Ohio meetup, uh, Megan it's Rose. Rose. I, yeah. For some reason, I wanted to say Rossi, and I was like, and then I have <laughs> your, your Rose, Rose, <laughs> and then your Twitter, your Twitter handle, uh, Megabyte Rose. Yep. So nice. yeah, Ross. Uh, thank you for joining us, Megan. Thanks. So for the first episode, we wanted to. Um, I thought it would be a good idea, just like you know, why we're having this and why we all do what we do is to talk about uh, why why WordPress. What led each one of us to WordPress. And um, kind of get into, you know, what it has been to be on the WordPress path. Uh, so, Megan, why don't you start us off? How did you first come to developing in WordPress? So, I got my start with WordPress specifically uh, in college. They were actually teaching it. My program at BGSU, um, I was taking interactive media as one of my specializations. And they taught uh, custom theming and they 
kind of touched on the fact that you can do custom plugins, but we didn't get too deep into that. But we made custom themes in there and child themes. And then um, I continued to work freelance through the rest of college and then just got into my job where I was working with WordPress. Nice. So wow, pretty class, straight path. <laughs> a class at school. That's interesting. Did they have anything yeah. else uh, WordPress related or just? Uh, it was really just the advanced interactive media class was the only one. They didn't have a ton of other stuff, which I mean, you hear people talk all the time about how, oh, you don't have, you don't have to go to college because you you won't necessarily uh, be using that technology. So I thought that was kind of cool because I'm like the, not the norm there. What the were fact you, that they had it. What were you going uh, towards? It was a visual communication technology degree, which is, it's a combination of like photo, video, um, interactive media, which is just web and um, print. So it just basically combines all four and then you pick specializations and, and then I did a TCOM minor too. So this stuff was really cool to me. <laughs> Were you, uh, had you already had a lot of experience in coding before you got into this? Well, I mean, I was only in college, so not a ton of experience, but my start to development was with HTML and um, inline CSS on Neopets when I was nice. 12. <laughs> <laughs> so I weirdly did have some experience, but um, you know, not professional, obviously. <laughs> no one was paying me to make their Neopet sites. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think that might be a theme of, of today is 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 how, how we got into just working on the web in general. Because that's, yeah. I don't know about you, Brian, but there, there's, you know, all probably every one of us. Uh, well, now's a good time point. to just pivot oh, to. Sure. So how, oh, well, how did I, you come to WordPress? I, I, had, and, I had one more question. Oh, yeah. Um, do, you, do you mind uh, what, when, when, what year that was in school? Uh, that would have been t probably 2011, Okay, maybe 2012, so semi-recent. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, so I, I went to, I went to art school, uh, Cleveland Institute of Art specific, uh, specifically. Um, I went there thinking that I was going to go into illustration as a major and that quickly changed. Um, when you go to art school, um, you, you, you might be the quote unquote class artist in, in high school. Um, when you go to art school, that's no longer the case, <clears throat> except for one person, you know, who is at the top. Um, so I, I had to find something else to differentiate myself. Um, so there, there were a couple of classes offered uh, called uh, Coding for Artists, uh, which was a class that focused mostly on Flash. It, uh, this was ActionScript 2.0 at the time. And, um, and then an, an, another thing called uh, Processing, which is a Java offshoot kind of simplified language uh, mainly for getting things on the screen uh, on the screen quickly and um, more geared towards procedural art of a kind anyways so um, that's not WordPress <laughs> um, uh, I, I I played around with you know HTML CSS I remember making a I don't know, making some sort of website 
I think I started in Microsoft Word at some point. I think that was a thing back in the day. Uh, and then I quickly realized that's not, that wasn't working for me. And I tried to do it from scratch. This was at a time when HTML tags were all caps. Um, yeah. So that was a time. That, I don't remember that, this there time. was a time, uh, there, there were, there was a font tag. There still is. It still works. Um, I wouldn't recommend using it, but. Oh yeah, this is, I remember doing like the, like the old man rant about this. You kids with your CSS <laughs> and your point sizes and uh-huh. your pixel sizes and your rems and your M's. Back in my day, we had six sizes and we <laughs> liked it. Size one is the smallest, size six is the biggest, and that's all you get. <laughs> so, um, let me, let me, let me try to speed this up here. So, uh. Oh, that's why we have editing. Yeah, if, you, good, if you get boring, good. I can chop you Excellent. right up. Excellent. Um, so um, we had to make, in college, We one of the requirements for our, I don't know, graduation, graduating class, whatever, um, was to have an online portfolio. Um, so I didn't use WordPress for that either. Um, <laughs> uh, at the time I was still, uh, bumbling around trying to do things from scratch with HTML. And I discovered that it was really helpful. Um, uh, if you use this thing called PHP and you could make templates that you could pull into other files for like the header and the footer, um, so that you didn't have to keep repeating yourself and changing every single file every time you made an update to your website. And at some point, um, at some point, I found WordPress uh, because it was also written in PHP and HTML and CSS and JavaScript, and those were the things that I had come in contact with as a non-classically uh, trained, uh, what do you call it, coder, programmer. Uh, I think this is potentially the story that a lot of people have. Um, and it's anyways. So, uh, I finally made a website for, uh, the place I was working at at the time using WordPress. And that was the point where it finally clicked for me that this was something that I could do for a living. Uh, I didn't need to be uh, a, a classically trained uh, programmer with, you know, coding school classes. Um, I could just, uh, I could use this framework, essentially, the CMS framework, and uh, build this theme around it and constantly improve it. And, uh, yeah, that's how I got finally hired here, is the fact that I could actually make WordPress websites like my whole career is it's, it's, it's accident. It's accidental as well. Only I was going to school for theater and, um, just didn't really care. And I was only going cause I had like, um, I had some scholarships I had gotten that were like, okay, now I can afford it. I otherwise I don't know that I'd have gone for that, but I got a job doing HTML part-time and I, I started, I learned HTML back on like notepad and mm-hmm. my first website was on like a AOL, a free AOL account. And, and for, so I just got the job. I apply, I saw there was a job in the, in the classifieds. I was like, Oh, you can, that'd be cool. It'd be better working in the mall. And then once I was coding, I was like, 
wow, this is pretty cool. Like my hobbies, my job now, I, I dig this. I don't know if the, a theater degree is going to do anything for me, but the internet seems like a safe bet. And so then I just, th- th- but then I didn't have a degree and it, my paranoia is what fueled me like, well, I got to learn everything. And initially it was, I was sitting next to a graphic designer. And I was like, that's a f- job. <laughs> oh, I don't know if this is going to be a swearing podcast. So that might be a bleep there. <laughs> it, might, it might have to. I know this is like, this is a Very corporate first, podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Are there any kids going to listen to this? And if you're an adult who has problem with swearing, you <laughs> i don't know we'll, we'll bleep both of them but i feel that way either way <laughs> we'll pass it by the boss man <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll check in with the boss like how hey, free are we with this but yeah so i just fell into it and but i gravitated towards um the yeah the graphic design when i saw that was the thing i'm like oh cool i would like to learn and then i nudged my way into that role like initially just being like well i, I can just go ahead and make the buttons for that I've, i'm learning photoshop and eventually the, uh, it was like i could do the design for the site and eventually though i got about 10 years in i got burned out and i was moving towards flash like you because like the like the creative side of it and but i got burned out on what it is to you know learn the mechanics of making creative you know stuff for people and having all the smart reasons for it and then the client can just be like yeah well i don't like it for you know Mm -hmm. whatever reason and i got frustrated with that and so i moved into development mostly uh as action script yeah like coding the flash things and i had this huge uh just like departure away from building websites, like during like for, I feel like almost like 10 years where it was just flash first designing and then, uh, developing in flash. But once flash died in like the summer of 2015, I would say like Apple laid out flashes coffin with Mm. the iPhone and then Google drove the last nail in Mm -hmm. when they said, we're not going to have it enabled by default. And so when that panic hit hit the, uh, the flash industry specifically, I was in like banner ads and I was like, I should get back to learning stuff. And my first WordPress project came to me just from um, my stepbrother runs this music blog and he wanted a design for it and he didn't know any web developers. And he asked me, and I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I, that was what he was on. So that was what I learned. And once I learned it, I was like, oh, this seems good. And I would just apply it for, you know, I started adopting it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this leads into, you know, uh, the next question is, um, cause I know now looking back on where I started with WordPress and how I did it for many years, like I was WordPressing the wrong way well, <laughs> and we, maybe we still are. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny to me, like, and, and Megan, we had this conversation on the phone when we were talking about, and, and Corey and I have dealt with this, like the, the story the the struggle is real when it comes to finding a a wordpress developer and because we'll have a definition of that and there are people out there who will classify themselves as wordpress developers when what they do is they install all these plugins and suites and they build it and they know enough css to be dangerous but um and that's you know that's who i was i think earlier on like oh this is i can just build websites with this and and then now you know we're like, oh, no, we're WordPress developers because we code the theme to be the thing it needs to be. But then there are people who make 
versatile themes for every, you know, anybody can use. They're like, oh no, I'm a WordPress developer. And then there's people who make the plugins like, no, I'm a WordPress developer. <laughs> and then there's people who contribute to core and they're like, all of y'all can just get out of here. So, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm on, on my scale of WordPress development other than, you know, now I, yeah. I prefer to code a custom theme and use minimal plugins. Well, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about WordPress. It's, uh, the, I think the, the common thing amongst all of us here, uh, maybe, uh, if we realize it or not, is that we had access to this tool because it's free, it's open source. Um, th this grows out of the tools that are used to build the web in general. They, they're, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, standardized right the html is a standard css is a standard javascript has a standard to 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 lesser or greater degrees right so anybody can you know open firefox and uh and 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 use something like DuckDuckGo to look up you know how do i make or a website it, or, or ecosia <laughs> sure <laughs> I don't know what I have not used the Koji, but I've gotten ads for it. Apparently every time you search, they, I don't know, they plant a tree mm. or something. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, that's, that's nice. Anyway. So, so you can, you can, you can find, you know, how do I make a website and you can build an entire website, you know, regardless of how good it is or how technically proficient it is, you can make one from scratch. Anyone can do it. They can, they can find the tools or tutorials necessary to do it. And they don't have to necessarily pay a dime if you know all the ins and outs of everything, including the hosting and all that sort of stuff. Well, you probably at least have to pay for a domain name, but that's not necessarily the case if you're okay with not having a specific domain name, but you, you get the idea. So, you know, WordPress being this open source, constantly evolving, but still open tool allows anybody access, um, as opposed to the you know, Microsoft specific stuff or. Especially um, being in the community, I've found over time that you have to like meet people where they are. So even if someone defines himself as developer, they probably just don't know that the term is actually power user for them or, um, you know, website admin or anything like that. So it's a matter of, in my opinion, educating them and knowing like, what people's end goal is because a lot of times, especially in meetup or at WordCamp, you want to like bring everyone from, I just learned what WordPress is today all the way up until I'm contributing to the core, but that's not exactly where everyone wants to take the path. So knowing like what their end goal is, do you want to just be able to make sites for family and friends? Do you want to be able to sell sites? Um, and then just for them, they need to understand that they have to like know other people that they can recommend to. So if their limit is like, they're like, well, I'm going to set up a theme and that's kind of it. And I'm not going to do any extra security measures or anything like that. They need to know a security person mm -hmm. that they can recommend. So it's a matter of like finding other people to balance that out. If, um, if you're not going to the full, like extent of the path. Right. Yeah. Does anyone else ever have, um, I don't know, developers guilt over <laughs> sometimes I, I feel like I'm like, ah, I've been using this platform for so long and I've never contributed anything back to it or whatever. Like I, I, I don't know if it's like, it's a point that's like, no, why should you? It's the point of it. It's open source. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, 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 I admire people who are like, I'm going to jump in and roll up my sleeves, find a, find somewhere where they could use some help. 
It takes... I have contributed, not with code, but I have contributed. So, you so have no I guilt. don't feel guilty yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's all you need to do. Just contribute. You won't feel guilty either. Hey, you um, go to meetup. That's something. I, that counts. I don't know. I kind of like having guilt, though. I used to be Catholic, and it just you know, <laughs> keeps keeps me. Oh right. Actually, it's bad that I'm not feeling guilty. Catholic <laughs> too. <laughs> don't tell my mom I don't feel guilty. Okay. <laughs> secret's safe with us and the rest of the internet whoever listens to this um i i haven't contributed directly uh to core but and it does take some dedication and know-how to like get all the way through to that level i suppose um i i've i've discussed some very specific technical issue with some core developers they recommended that i uh follow up with a a, a bug report or or a potential pull request but i didn't so why not um because i had to get on with my job unfortunately <laughs> um but that's not to say that i haven't contributed to other open source projects and if if uh even wordpress plugins and if the opportunity arose you know i wouldn't i wouldn't mind trying um but but i think for me contributing to open source usually involves you know, I'm using this thing. It was open source found on GitHub. I have this really specific issue with it. I need to use it because nothing else is going to work. I'm going to fix it. I might as well give them that fix, you know? So that, that hasn't happened for me with WordPress core really necessarily, except for that sort of one little thing, but I'm not sure it was, if it was actually an issue or not. And if it was just my failing to not recognize some configuration thing, but, um, also I, I, I think a, a reason all of us have, have adopted it is certainly, um, the versatility that comes with it. I mean, the fact that you can be just, uh, someone with the dedication and the willingness to like roll up your sleeves, figure it out and dive in and set something up. You can do that. But, um, I, while we, you know, I, I, I when I was talking with Corey about this, I said an interesting thing to discuss about uh, we've we uh, Megan, you work at a travel agency, KHM Travel. They're excellent. Use them for all your travel needs. If you want to give them a plug at some point that's better than that, go right ahead. <laughs> um, uh, you have a very different um, application of WordPress than what we have here um, at Blackbird. You know, we're an agency we deal with. We, we spin up some sites from scratch, but we also, we, we have legacy clients from like years ago and we have, we have clients we bring on board who they want us to take an existing WordPress site and just make some changes to, to bring it up to speed or patch some things. So we have to be really versatile in like how, you know, having, we, we work with a bare bones sort of framework that Corey has done an excellent job of, of developing that's based on bootstrap so we can build uh, whatever a site to be, whatever it needs to be. Um, can you talk a little bit though? Like you've got a very different, um, workflow and application for WordPress. Yeah. So, um, I think we have six sites now. Um, when I started, we had maybe like eight or nine WordPress sites. Um, and then we had a code igniter based site. Um, but we basically have six sites that are just like our, our own sites um, we're a host agency, so our travel agents aren't employees. They're independent contractors. There's 4,000 of them across the U.S. 
And then uh, we have support staff that supports them and teaches them how to sell travel. So we have um, like an LMS-based WordPress site where they can go take classes and, um, you know, it's meant to be a resource for them to like look up information about their suppliers, the travel suppliers. Um, and then we also have a multi-site, really large multi-site that has, um, all of them have like an installation on the, on the network. So, um, they all just get like, you know, it's their like free starter site. And if they want to do more than it allows, they kind of have to go off on their own and do you and hire to, someone just for anyone who you know might not know uh just w w explain what a multi-site is sure. that facet of wordpress yeah so um at least from like the people i've met and the people i know it's multi-site is typically for um smaller scale it's not necessarily um there's a lot of like great guides out there for if you should have a multi-site or if you should go with a like managed host that you can, you know, have a plug-in dashboard and a court or a, you know, a WordPress version dashboard where you can update on multiple sites. Mm -hmm. So there's a specific need for a multi-site if you're, um, if you want to like resell sites and you want someone to be able to like sign up today and like purchase a site. Um, and it's just like a little cloned version of your site. Uh, and, um, yeah, we're, we're a little bit pushing the limits because it's, ours is very large and I really didn't know what I was doing when we started with it, but, um, it's getting it's getting worked on this year, so I'm really excited <laughs> about that. We're finally like diving back in, and and that's advantageous to you though to control from the top down, like mm -hmm. what plugins, right, child sites or sites in the network can use, and, right. and granting them whatever authorities. But like, okay, you can change this, but you can't mess with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can set the themes that they can use, the plugins they can use. Um, it's basically up to you like how much control or how little control you want the individual uh like admins or editors to have so yeah and then um I'm speak maybe a little bit about like what frustrations um people have with wordpress um because i know like you know there's why we wordpress and then why you know part of that is like well why do you deal with this thing that's difficult with that or how do you deal with it i think from our end, we still struggle with finding like the right balance. And I don't know if there is a good solution with mm -hmm. this, with WordPress is like how you, you know, you maintain when you maintain, like, here's the staging version of it to like set things up and here's the live version and the way like you have to move whole databases. We keep the entire WordPress site in Git and like version control. And, um, you know, some places they don't do that. They just keep the theme under version control, but we find like the way we build things, it tends to be very holistic. Like this theme is going to be dependent yeah. upon these plugins right. and controlling the whole as a whole. Um, I, f I think that's a, that's a thing where it's just like, there's not a clear answer on how to do it. And everybody's got a different solution to that. Um, Corey, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a constant, it's, it's on my mind all the time, but we we've decided to stick with just whole site under version control. We use Git uh, very often to do the actual migration to the staging or live. Um, we have a couple of little uh, convenience things to handle, uh, you know, the the staging versus the uh, the one on your local device, keeping the databases in sync. Um, you know, there, there's. Oftentimes, I think about 
putting WordPress as a like a sub sub module in Git, which means that it's kind of it's you're you're pulling it in as its own Git repository, separate, so that it's not actually like the files themselves are in your, your Git repo. But ultimately, it just makes things more complicated. So we put it all in Git, we push and pull it, and it, it works that way for us. Our, our our sites, the sites that we build here are custom built. We we custom build the design. Bespoke, the theme. I learned, is yeah. the term. This year. We <laughs> so, build bespoke websites. That's right. That's right. We do. Uh, we, we make the theme from scratch. We, 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 um, we only install the plugins that are absolutely necessary and sometimes even build um, custom plugins to handle certain things. But ultimately, that means that the whole site is one one single organism that needs to move from place to place. So, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm interested in how what I just described is different from working at, an at, at a, at a business that isn't about making websites for other people. It's about maintaining, uh, you know, internal websites, websites for yourself and your, I mean, there may be some commonalities because you, those travel, Agents aren't your employees, so maybe there's some commonalities, but probably not. So, but they don't get to dictate how their website right, is. Right. That comes yeah. from, I mean, someone right. maybe above you, but ultimately, you don't have to cater to their whims. Right. As, we don't. We don't have. Um, we don't have the staff to support like doing anything custom for any of them. Um, we our staff is only seventy five people, and it's more than four thousand agents, and largely the staff is. Um, you know, supportive roles for the travel agents. So the chunk of the company that works on the I mean, we only have uh, three developers, if I include myself. So, you know, even even with like six sites, but having to maintain them frequently um, and having that be like your main job, it's, uh, we've got a big, big workload because mm. um, it's my biggest hurdle over the years there i've been there five and a half years and probably the biggest hurdle has been just project inheritance in general <laughs> because uh people do things way different ways yeah, yeah. everybody has their own way to <laughs> figure to out how to do something not to all over previous people's mm -hmm. <laughs> skill set or anything but there are lots of ways to do the same thing um and there's also the issue of is this person a developer or are they not and that that's something that i've had to like deal with in project inheritance and you know coming across things that oh this this is a third-party plugin that's been edited and i can tell and mm. you know i update it and now <laughs> nothing works and yeah the edits um, are gone <laughs> i mean when i when i started there it, it was a such a small company it was i think it was like under 50 people when i started and they'd only had like two developers before. And um, so it it didn't really have a long path before me. The The long path is after me <laughs> or <laughs> during me or whatever you want to say. Um, so it was a lot of like plugins that have been edited, a lot of like we're not making a custom theme. We're literally just taking one of the 20 themes and then just like gutting it and like making it our own. Um, we didn't have any staging sites. We didn't have any backups. We didn't have, um, let's see, we didn't have any automatic updates. Um, it was, uh, 
I'm trying not to cringe too much. It was a nerve wracking time. (laughs) Let me tell you, I was, I was pretty stressed. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that like, you know, editing third party stuff, also not having backups, very scary situation. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So we've, we've come a long way. We didn't have version control back then either. So now we have staging sites, version control. We have, um, just in 2019, we uh, set up automatic deployments, which is great. Nice. Love it. Uh, saves so much time. So now you don't have you don't have anyone FTPing into the site, into those, you know, server. So that's like big weight off oh. my shoulders. I'm feeling like real light right now. Yeah, there is one <laughs> that is one thing I wish we could really control. You know, every project we do is for a different client and sometimes they bring their own hosting situation set up, you know, with them and, and, you know, we're not going to dictate for them, you know, you have to be on our host or or whatever. We're, we're just, you hired us to make a site. We're going to make one for you. So, um, we have only a few instances of sites that can do automatic deployments, but most, I mean, we're avoiding ftp at all costs of yeah. course um but there are still a couple that we have to use that with yeah. so <laughs> yeah 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 I mean, when you can't we can't be heavy-handed with the client yeah right. when, when it's like oh well you're not on this um and sometimes yeah i ultimately for uh, you know me as a developer i realized you know like i i have that i'm very easy going when it comes to that line of like should I do this the right way or should I do what I, what they're asking what will get or... me home at five o'clock. Yeah. And, um, but the older I've gotten, the more I found like, no, if you do it the right way, you're, you're saving yourself a lot of headaches down the line. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. lot of lessons I learned about WordPress doing things the wrong way, like editing, uh, you know, editing a theme directly or just, you know, straight up editing a plugin, all mm-hmm. these things I didn't know I was doing wrong. Um, Megan with, um, hosting the, the meetup, which is, it seems more often you, a larger portion of the, the audience when I've gone to them and maybe this varies with the topic is, uh, people who are yeah either power users or even like casual users versus, um, like full on developers there for community. I'm just curious what you've seen as far as uh the frustrations that people come when people come to a wordpress meetup what kind of things do you see where either the things that people really like about wordpress or they show up and they're like i can't figure out how to do this yeah meetup is the general public so it's like any other interaction with the general public you're gonna get people that um really just might have found out about WordPress that day mm. <laughs> and might have like heard through word of mouth that the meetup was happening. I've had people show up that didn't even like know about the site meetup.com, but they somehow knew meetup was happening Interesting. and they knew it was about WordPress. Mm. So you get a really wide variety. So without fail, like I just expect 10 to 15% to be people that are just in need, like, they, they have a specific need that they came for, regardless of the topic. So you just have to, like, as an organizer, you just have to be aware of that and just be kind to them and, like, expect it. Yeah. Um, and same, same goes for WordCamp, too. It's, that's, like, a much larger scale. So it's, like, you know, 100 people or um, other WordCamps are, like, 200 people. So just knowing that, like, 10 to 15% might be totally clueless but also like desperately need your help 
and being able to like know that that's coming and carve out the time in advance and in your brain and just be like, I'm going to plan to spend some extra time with people helping them out. Can, uh, so I have never been to a WordPress meetup. I'm, 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 so, I'm kind of embarrassed to say um, I've been, I've been doing WordPress for uh, about a decade at least now. Uh, I've never been to WordCamp. See there, uh, that is where your WordPress guilt should lie. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the bear for the, for the world to see. So would you mind just um, kind of just giving an overview of like what what is a local WordPress meetup like in general? Like, so I, I understand the part about some random people that have just started using WordPress need some help. But in general, you know, how might like a, a, a an event happen? Go about what? What's is there an agenda? Is there so it's all up to the organizers and there's meetups and basically like any major city that someone was like, this is how I'm giving back. And they just are able to start one up. Um, they're, <clears throat> the meetup page is uh, funded by um, the WordPress community. They actually have a 501c. So they're able to pay for the meetup page. So you don't have to pay if you wanted to start one, you could. You're just, they ask you to like look at potentially competing areas and make sure you're not like stealing, stealing people's meetup. Um, or like maybe you should collaborate, but ours is the Northeast Ohio one. And, uh, we've had locations in, um, Stowe and I believe, oh, where else have we had Westlake, um, and Brunswick and each one, like each location has kind of run its own way. We just, we have like maybe five co-organizers listed on our page since we're just kind of like a large region, but Ours usually, we have an agenda, so we have it out maybe a month in advance. Um, and then if you're a member of the meetup, you'll just get like email notifications. They also have an app, which is fine. It works. Sure. There's nothing like sure. wrong with it. It's, it's, just, a, it's, it's okay. It's what every app developer um, hopes to hear about yeah. their app. Yeah. Like, what did you think of my app? It was fine. <laughs> yeah, meetup, send me an email. I'll let you know. <laughs> it works. Um, but yeah, so you'll get notified there. Um, and we'll like rotate since ours is such a large area. I think we have like 2000 meetup members or something and, um, getting people to show up is hard cause it's a free event and, um, the WordPress community really encourages everything to be like free or low cost. So mm -hmm. even with WordCamps, they cap it at uh, $20 per day that you're having it. So the most expensive WordCamp is only ever going to be $40, which is amazing in, yeah. uh, for a conference because, you know, there's other ones out there that cost $2,000 for a ticket. Mm -hmm. And then you have to like pay for trade shows and stuff on top of that. So uh, it's a really good deal. And um, we rotate through like business related topics, marketing, SEO, blogging, uh, and development. They all um, kind of have low turnout. Because out of 2,000 people, when you have a free event, that's going to happen. So we get like 10 to 20 at each of them. Huh. How did you come to start being an organizer with that? Uh, did you, was that something you got brought into from someone or you sought it out as something you were interested in doing? Yeah, it was um, in a great way. It was thrust upon me <laughs> <laughs> by the universe and other people. Um, I went to, let's see, oh, I went to Word, 
WordCamp Ann Arbor in 2014 or 2015 no it was 2014 that was my first like introduction to the community i just googled we might be kind of just shorthanding word camp is just it's a convention yes for people to come together hear panels and and really get into the 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 nitty-gritty of wordpressing Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah so usually they have tracks and they have um speakers that go through an application process you pay the 40 dollars for the ticket and get your hotel and all that stuff um, it's just like organizing any other conference. It's got like the venue and the food and, um, you get sponsors and things like that. Uh, mostly hosting companies are sponsors. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I went to WordCamp Ann Arbor 2014, um, because I Googled WordPress conference and that was the first thing that came up and it was one that was like, I'm like, Oh, that's driving distance. I can go there. Um, was, was there a WordPress Kent at that point? It wasn't Kent. It was Northeast Ohio at the time. Actually, it might have been North Canton at the time because that might have been. Um, it's been renamed a couple times because, mm. yeah. As long as I've been, <laughs> I've been aware of like of the local was, word word camp, it was going on at Kent. Yeah, so it was called North Canton for a couple of years, and then it was called uh, Northeast Ohio. And then they said they didn't want regional names; they wanted it named after a city, so that you weren't kind of making it. Uh, like dominating the area mm. saying like oh, if we call it northeast ohio and it's technically near akron is that making it so cleveland can't open one type of thing mm-hmm. um which totally makes sense but yeah so i i went to the ann arbor one and then i was um i wasn't really like putting myself out there as much as i should have i like didn't go to any of those social stuff so i ended up going to word uh word camp northeast ohio like the next year or something. And I was like, well, I didn't put myself out there enough with that one. So I'm going to just volunteer for this. So I volunteered and that was really like what got me deep into ah, it. That's the mistake that you made. <laughs> that's that's what you have to avoid. <laughs> I think that's maybe my biggest fear in going to something like WordCamp is what else do I get roped what into? If, I what mean, if I start caring? <laughs> well, I, spoke, oh. I spoke at the very next one I went to wow, after that too. That. <laughs> so it's like right rising up. star in the WordPress, local WordPress environment I think community. I, I struggle with, I mean, this goes to like with the open source community in general, we were talking about like com- contributing. I really struggle with just like, finding what's the right opportunity because i have trouble knowing like you know as far as like oh i'm gonna i would like to contribute to word i think i would be you know definitely be someone who like oh, i'm just gonna go into general volunteering to help out because i don't know where i'm an authority on anything to set up and be like here's a panel like i really appreciated the you know where the wordpress meetup that was the first time i ever did a presentation you know uh, you said like oh if you're interested in anything i was like well i'll do something on um advanced custom fields, which is like one of the, you know, bedrock plugins for how we develop things. Um, and I feel like more people could be made aware of it. Yeah, I can, I can do that. But to even like, I'm comfortable doing that in a meetup. It's hard for me to imagine going to like WordCamp and telling a bunch of like people who do this for a living that I have any authority on WordPress when I'm always in a state of like, I have so much to learn. Um, but of course we are professionals. Of Um, course. Yes. I'm really good at what I do. Hire Blackbird Digital. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's... I'm good enough to build your website. I'm not good enough to speak on a panel at uh, at a major developer Maybe not yet. You know, but... We're working our our way up there with the podcast here. That's what this is all about, yes. We're always in a state of learning, and that's 
always going to be a good thing, especially with open source technology. That is, that, that is, uh, that's ideal. Honestly, that nobody, if, if somebody comes up to you and tells you that they know everything about Gri- anything, Grifter. honestly, yeah, <laughs> they're a con man. So anyways, what were we talking about? Uh, contributing to WordPress right. and, and attending the yes. camps and that you're, you, you're afraid of volunteering because, yeah. And you're I'm afraid kind of, of a hermit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh. You're afraid of speaking. I'm, I'm not afraid af- of volunteering. I'm not afraid of speaking. I'm just more, I'm reticent to put myself yeah. out as an authority on this stuff. Well, the thing is like when you're running a WordCamp, you don't want to have the same talks as they had last year because as long as your video people finish everything it will be up on uh, wordpress.tv so mm-hmm. those talks already exist and they kind of like check them off and they don't want to hear the same topics again and again so they're really looking for something unique um so like the way that i got into it was not necessarily like being like a wordpress developer giving a development talk it was more um oh i'm i don't even remember the name of my first talk that's kind of bad that um, means you've done a lot of them. I think I've only done two. That's more than I've but, done. <laughs> or, you know, it could, it Honestly, could mean it was so, extremely traumatic I, and it's yeah, a repressed memory. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably because organizing just wipes your brain yeah. and like all you can think of is, are my sponsors going to pay? Mm. <laughs> like, and like, do I need more sponsors? That's like all you can think about when you're organizing. But um, anyways, I, I gave a talk where I explained like, good WordPress resources. And I explained, um, basically what it was like to work, um, in-house somewhere and be like the one web person Mm -hmm. and kind of like have to be a jack of all trades when it comes to web stuff, like, you know, being able to do SEO stuff and be able to do a little bit of like updating the pages and trying to explain that your role is technical and, um, and that type of stuff kind of to close things out um where is your focus right now megan and then uh cory and i talked this is like where is your focus on on wordpress right now because it is in in constant evolution are you looking to integrate gutenberg or more or have you waited to wade into those waters and is there anything on the wordpress horizon that you're especially like excited about dreading or just an area of focus where this is something I want to figure out how to do next in WordPress. So we have all our sites, uh, all of our sites have Gutenberg now, which that was a big feat because we have a lot of editors because of those 75 staff, we need people that are updating pages and stuff. So we provided a lot of training. Um, I actually contributed to the document, the user documentation because I knew it was going to help my team, like, you know, back at the office. Um, I'm excited to see where Gutenberg goes because there's a lot of um, things that people expect to work that don't still. And um, like, we have some plugins for like workarounds for little, little bugs. Like there's a bug with, um, uh, you go to highlight a word and you try to make it red and it makes the whole block red mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. So like we have a plugin installed that's um, a temporary fix for that until it gets introduced to core, um, which is probably going to be soon because I have so many people focus on Gutenberg, but I'm just ready to see it become 
like stable and I'm ready to hear my internal users stop saying I don't like Gutenberg mm -hmm. or I liked the other editor better because it is a lot better. I mean, it's awesome to be able to copy and paste from a Word doc because that's what a lot of my users do. So, um, and like copying and pasting blocks, the reusable blocks, the groups, like groups and reusable blocks are the coolest thing in my mind because I have programmer mind and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be able to reuse this right. thing like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm ready for it to be a little more like user friendly because my users don't feel like it is. So I, I'm in support of them and I just want what's best for them. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Gutenberg. I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on Gutenberg um, because that's because I have to be. Um, and that's not saying that Gutenberg's bad. I, I like it a lot. Uh, I have my, my concerns are mostly with the, uh, our specific clientele or users using um, the custom themes that we're building. So on top of, on top of just the normal Gutenberg, usage put in putting paragraphs and images and stuff like that. Um, a lot of our custom theme development has been focused on Gutenberg blocks, custom Gutenberg blocks these days, instead of, uh, you know, our, our kind of our classic traditional way of, of doing custom themes was, uh, using advanced custom fields, flexible, uh, flexible, which, what do you call it? Flexible content, Fle flexible content fields. Sorry. I've already see it's already left my mind cause I'm so focused on Gutenberg. So we'd use this thing called a flexible content field, which is a way for us to define a, a, a group of, of fields. Um, so but, if you're like, I want to create a flexible content field or a flexible content section that's staff. And then the staff would be, you know, adding in and we just had, then it would know you need a picture, you need a title, you need a name and contact or bio. Basically you'd be able to choose between a bunch of different predefined sections, whatever those sections were. Maybe it would be as simple as like image left with text on the right. Maybe there'd even be a toggle switch in there for putting the image on the right side instead of the left, or just, uh, you know, j just ways to have sections of the site that you could put in at will, but also rearrange at any point. So at that point, you know, we're already giving our clients the ability to take this custom design framework that we've kind of made for their website and kind of rearrange it while still keeping within the, within the design of, of the site. So it doesn't yeah. look like total garbage at some point in the, there's future. rigid, there's flexibility to add, but it's rigid. It's like there's a fixed amount of type of content you're allowed to have. Right. With with Gutenberg is that it is one step closer to uh, a visual page builder. Um, maybe not not quite there, but there's you know I, there's a lot of discussion right now just about how um, the core developers can better create some sort of framework with Gutenberg blocks and and classes and and how they're structured so that custom theme developers can you know better create these design systems that that work no matter where you're putting your blocks or or how you're grouping them or how you're nesting them but um 
but yeah, our, I've, I've created this whole system in our, our base theme that we use. Um, I call it components because it's sort of coming from the react JavaScript react kind of world, um, where we can in the code and the theme and PHP quickly just say, get a, get a component that's already predefined that takes a bunch of properties that we can feed it either from advanced custom fields or manually, if we just need a page or something like that, um, and build the site with this sort of design system in mind. Um, but that puts a lot more on the user after we hand it off to them. Um, so, you know, here you go. We've built this site for you. It looks great. We've got all these pages with all the content you need. Um, but at some point down the road, maybe they need to add a page about something. And hopefully um, we've done it in a way that makes sense that they can just quickly go in there and add the things they need and it still looks great. But there's less and less and less control that the developer has over how the user is building their pages. And honestly, that's a, a good thing. I think. Yeah, because we're certainly not, we're never looking to be the, the gatekeeper right. for their future, you know, updates. And, and God, there's nothing worse than when we've inherited sites built by people who it seems like that's how they make money, is like they made a very difficult site to update so that the client would always have to come back to them and add, like, can you make the new page? Because it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and yeah, and, and we always are emphasizing not just as like a selling point, but just so that we can stay sane is, is sell, you know, putting out sites that are self-serviceable. Right. I mean, that kind of has to be part of our business model because we're always making new sites for new clients. So yeah. we can't, we can't take on something and just always be working on it all the time because we have to make new stuff. Not that we aren't going to help you guys fix whatever problem you're having, but, but yeah, that's, I, I, and I appreciated that, um, you had that, that sort of attitude towards Gutenberg. Like it's not going anywhere. We need to do it. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I've been a holdout on, on certain changes that, that are like, oh, you know, I, I waited a while before I jumped into action script three back in my flash days, <laughs> but then I loved it. Once I was in it, it was like, Oh, why did I wait so long? This is so much better. We're closing in on an hour here. That's a, you know, I think a first good, uh, uh, length for, for our initial rollout of this podcast in, um, if you're listening to this, if you work in WordPress and you have any questions, um, we would love for you them love for you to submit them to us, and we will answer them on a future show. So we're gonna be, uh, you know, we'd love to have your questions. Uh, so if you want to send those in, you can just shoot an email to podcast at blackbird.digital and uh, Corey and I will get those. And if we don't know the answers to them, we will find the answers to them for you. Uh, we have a great resource here and uh, Megan Rossi. Megan Rose. You, Ro Megan Rose. <laughs> Say that one again. Re rewind. We will have a great resource here in Megan Rose. Uh, Megan, do you want to uh, just go ahead and drop any any plug any pluggables you got? You you know you're on the Twitter. You got a website. You got two Twitters. Which one do you oh. want people to know about? Oh jeez. No, I only want to plug events. Oh, just I events. I was going to plug a personal. Oh well, you know you're here. You're you know you have an enjoyable uh, uh, non-offensive Twitter. 
<laughs> I appreciate that. No, I, that's really what I'm aiming for. I don't think, I'm, <laughs> specifically. There's no hot takes. You're not going to get surprised by anything there. I think you can find it very enjoyable. Um, yeah, plug whatever you, you want to plug. Certainly the uh, Northeast Ohio WordPress meetup. When's the, when is that coming up next? Um, soon. First, first week of uh, February. There should be another meetup. Um, and then if you want to know more about WordCamp Kent, it's going to be in the summer. So just go to Kent, K-E-N-T dot WordCamp dot org. Um, and then also keep an eye out for Cleveland Give Camp. It's a charity organization that gives away sites. Uh, you work on them over a two-day period um, and you camp if you want to. Um, and then you donate them to local charities. So. Man, I, I forgot I wanted to ask you about that now. Jeez, because I saw it, I, I, I saw it not, not too long ago. Yeah. And I was, as I was looking at it, I was like, oh, wow, that was just like a couple of days ago. I totally missed it. It's so it's cool. It's something that, you know, maybe Blackbird could is participate this, is, in. Sometime. Well, I mean, this is uh, focused. This is all, this is going on coming up when again? Um, this the, is also in the summer. Yeah. So it's, um, the, it's usually the third weekend in July. Um, they haven't announced dates yet, though. But um, yeah, they do this. Thing where they accept sponsor or um, sorry charity applications and then they like look through all the charities in need of a website and um, usually it's WordPress sites so it kind of fits with this mm. um, but yeah then uh, they get like 200 volunteers and they I think last year we did 20 sites over the course of two days so are the organizations that you're building the sites for there in some capacity yes yeah, they are required to have someone there for like a particular amount of time. Mm -hmm. So um, they're there for approvals. They're there if you need their credit card for something. Mm -hmm. uh, they have PMs that work with them leading up. I don't know like how long, but I think like two months leading up, they'll work with them uh, to get the scope nailed out um, to determine like, you know, if you need writers there or if you just need developers or um, whatever you need. And it is good for like beginner WordPress um power users or like people who are dabbling with development because you don't do a lot of custom development. You do mostly like, I'm going to get your site up and running then I'm going to teach you how to use it. Yeah. That's yeah. a real good use case for just like, we've let's find a theme. Let's find mm -hmm. some plugins that you need. And I mean, it's only two days. So yeah. yeah. Hmm. And it sounds Great. like I could really just take care of all my guilt issues <laughs> about yeah. how much I'm giving back to WordPress and society writ large. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, give camp. That's going to save my soul. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Corey. And uh, I don't know. There'll be outro music, I hope, because this would just be a terrible exit, right? Yeah. It's just like, bye. Could make well, some. Thanks for right having now. me. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some stomp type crap. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's, let's cut all of this. <laughs> cut it. Cut it.